That's the name that should be on your chest. J-E-S-U-S. That's the name that should be on your chest. Why walk with the polo symbol? Man, that shirt was sold in gimbals. That's why most of us simple and we need to get popped like a pimple. We know this is God's era. I'm not Michael, but I'm the man in the mirror. So why every day we get high? Not paying attention to the sky. Christ died for you and I, and he's surely coming back for us, guys. So keep our eyes open now and keep our hearts hoping now for a new beginning. And finally, we can all stop sinning. Let's stop trying to judge one another and stop trying to kill each other. Let's go home and raise our children so their foundations will be strong as builders. But first seek the kingdom of God, then all us should fall. Good morning, Calvary Vision Church. A little tired. That's an understatement, I guess. Um, so much that I can't get a simple email out to uh, Josh. So, on account of my tiredness, amen. I didn't even get mic'd up. I forgot to get the mic on my on my ear. Right? That's a custom. I think that's significant to the tired. Or I would say to some of the labor that we do in the inner city, uh, it's tiring, takes a lot from you, but nevertheless, God is calling us to that. Amen? Um, <clears throat> that young man you've seen on the screen, um, if you heard his rap, you can ask for a copy of it. I would be more than happy to send it to you basically was talking about Jesus. But I don't know if you picked up the words that he said. He said, I don't know why we're out here getting high. There's so much potential out in these streets. God has called us to reach the needs of many. But nevertheless, when I look across these streets and listen to my dear friend rap and his words were, you can record it if you like. Please put it on Facebook. Tell everyone. Because they're in dire need. They need to be heard. There's a cry. A cry that only believers can hear. It's a silent cry. As a whistle, sometimes so low that only an animal or they say dogs may hear the low pitch that it's we as humans are unable to listen to. That's the cry that some of these people are having. And I say people, I'd rather say my friends, God's children, because they have a price. Such a precious price. Because God died for them, Jesus died for them as he died for us. When I speak to them, I tell them that Look, and, and that spoke to me, and I won't even get into that, but nevertheless, I say, look in the mirror, because if you look in the mirror, you, you, you're looking at me, and if you look at me, that means you can be where I am, and if I look, I'm looking at you as a reflection, if I take the wrong step, I can also be where you're at. 
So it kind of makes the playing field. It, it gives a common denominator. And the common denominator is that we are human beings. As love them, I ask God to love them and to love me and for us to love them. And so much love can be shed just by being faithful to God's word that we just finished reading in Matthews 25, 35 through 40. You did it unto them. You did it unto me. We're called to follow Jesus. He said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Follow me. We follow him to where the great need is at. Where there is a great need, there's a great demand. Church, let's follow Jesus. But in this call that he's given us, makes us um, better understand how well and how blessed we are because we're looking so high. But when, we, when you come down to the inner city and to the streets, you realize that everything you ask for and everything that you're hoping for and, and the better things that you want, you are so rich. Follow me. Make you fishers of men. We were sitting, Carl and I, he wanted to have a true experience of the Latino community. So I said, come on, brother, follow me. So we went to a, a bakery in, North, in the heart of North Philadelphia. We sat in there, and he was at an awe. He realized that even in the hood, there's some amazing people. And I had to translate most of the words, but nevertheless, Carl was at home. But the minister stopped to where we were sitting. He asked me, what are you doing here? And, 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 and he's from the neighborhood, but although I left uh, 10 years ago, I'm still in it. I guess he didn't realize just for a moment who he was speaking to. He said or had the audacity to say, what a waste of time after we explained our purpose. He went to explain that some are taking advantage of you. I said, this I know. He said, some, just like they follow Jesus for the bread and the fish, that's all you're doing. I said, this I know. But I said, in the midst of it, if just one can be reached, it was well worth the fight. Hallelujah. Galatians 6 9 tells us let us not become weary in doing good. For at a proper time, we will reap. A harvest. If we do not give up. To fight. Fight to see people dying around you. It's a fight. 
when you see people you love perish. Bible reminds us. Even us, come to me all that are tired and heavy laden, and I would give unto you rest. Isaiah 52, 7 tells us clearly how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaims peace, who brings good tithings, who proclaims salvation, who says, Zion, your God. Reigns. It's purpose. And it seems like this godly man reached the point that he was just tired. It comes with the territory. And he expressed the need for prayer. Truly I say to you, to the extent that you did it to one of these brothers of mine, even the least of them, you did it to me. Don't we want to please Jesus? And by reaching others, we do exactly that. He said, also come follow me, Matthew 4.19. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out. To fish for people. I like the King James Version that says, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Amen? And that's a promise. Now, what you see on the screen, and there was a lot more pictures, pictures that would depict some of the work, the picture on your left, on the top left-hand side, is a rehab that the Lord opened that we, I go to every Saturday. Uh, one of the young men in there has potential. Look at the artwork he did. You see um, Tom so faithfully encouraged me, so faithfully there every Saturday. Carl added on to it. And um, I don't know if we have other pictures. Um, you can just go through them because I think there's a few of them. Some of the men and women that um, are actually... Asking for prayer. Uh, to the right, you see some of the requests that um, Pastor Dave will ask about um, sooner, I mean, later after I finish the sermon. Also, you see on the left-hand side, we, um, we not only um, um, put shoes on, on, on about a few hundred addicts. Um, we were blessed that someone donated boxes of um, sneakers, and we were able to put sneakers on the... Uh, on some of the homeless. Also, we were able to do a, a, an amazing work in North Philadelphia called Giving Back. I'm the founder of that um, event where we um, feed youth and we also um, put some sneakers on their feet. We, it was actually, I believe, 138 sneakers we placed in the hands of some of these young people. So that was a, a blessing. There's a, and also the captain is, is drawing some politicians, and uh, I just make sure that there's no political pulpit, because if you start that, then it just becomes news, and it's about them and not the great need that's out there. If there's more, if not, it's okay. 
That's it? Okay, thank you. Thank you, Josh. Um, um, also, um, it didn't show up. We also have, uh, in the background of some of the pictures, you'll see a board um, where the people in the street um, actually um, write their names and, and their petitions, and they asking, uh, they ask for prayer. And I'll share some of their um, writings on there, some of the requests. Um, but when we do this, um, it's actually bait. Jesus said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men, right? Well, I mean, we reach their needs, obviously, by feeding them, clothing them. Um, but the Bible tells us, don't worry about tomorrow, for you have your own problems today, what you're going to eat or what you're going to wear tomorrow. Meaning that, you know, one day we're all going to perish and see Jesus for, for who he is, face to face. So the food, the clothing, the sneakers, are bait. Jesus says, follow me and I make you fishers of men. To be a fisherman, you need to be wise. There are different fish in different waters. The different waters and the different fish requires different rod and, a diff and different bait. Well, the bait in the waters that we are fishing in is people that are hungry, so you get them food. They grasp onto that. They grasp onto clothing. They grasp onto to water. They're hungry, they're thirsty, they need to be dressed. We're doing exactly that. But the overall desire for us is for them not to meet us, but to meet Jesus. To see him face to face. We don't have the pictures up here neither, but yesterday we also brought three barbers, or the hairstylists, that actually said, you're doing a good work. We want to join you. We've never done this, but we're going to cut the hair of the homeless. They cut nearly 40 haircuts. They gave nearly 40 haircuts yesterday. And I'm sorry you couldn't see the pictures, but you have to see the smiles on their faces when they looked in the mirror. I'm telling you. They, they said, you know, yes, many people come and feed us, but they don't know the simple things. My simple needs, and, and, and we've been blessed with a sister here in the congregation that gives us socks. For them walking around in socks for weeks at a time, for them to have a fresh, listen to this, a fresh pair of socks, a fresh haircut. We took, um, I bought some um, showers, and I'm going to talk. I'm going to get off the preaching. You guys are okay with that, all right? All right with that. Um, I bought some um, um, portable showers for campers. So we put, fill them up with five gallons of water, and they went under there. They took, uh, uh, washed their hair. They washed up, a fresh haircut. They had their bellies full, a fresh pair of socks. Some of them had new sneakers. Man, they were brand new. They were brand new. And the objective is to bring them to Jesus. Through that, we reached the needs that Jesus asked us to do. We're following them into the city. We're following Jesus to where he's at because where there's a great, a, a great need, there's a great demand. But the Bible is telling us to pray for the laborers. You know why? Because it becomes difficult. But slowly but surely, God is drawing and bringing and sending. But we'll get into that a little, a little further down. Amen. You're following me so far? Okay. So... We ask, the Bible says, ask the Lord of the harvest, Matthew 9, 38. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. Ask the Lord. Ask the Lord. Pray to the Lord. 
plea unto the Lord. Jeremiah 33 3 tells us, call on the name of the Lord, and I will show you great and mighty works. So now we're asking, what we're asking for, to pray. We'll get into their requests real soon. Right now, I'm asking to pray for the laborers, to stand in this heat for six, seven hours, to carry generators, to carry food, to buy the food, to cook the food. Pray for us. We're just as human as the needs that we're reaching. So we need your prayers. We need your hands. Come. If the Lord is touching you, come. Help us. Also, Pastor Dave later will also give you an opportunity on how you can give. So you can give um, prayer, spiritual. You can also give financially to reach the needs of our friends. Amen? The harvest people have real needs. Ask Jesus for the lost. They are also tired. They have a need. They want to be saved. Nobody wants to walk around in the scenarios that they're in. And when I say they, I've seen couples, families out in the streets. I have a friend named Chris. I can say his name because his picture is not up there. Chris has been in the streets since the age of 12. Some of the prayer requests are, and this is the part that I'm not only asking to pray for the laborers, but I'm asking you to pray for the harvest. These are some, I took them all down. They might be names only, but those names represent families. This is some of the, um, and if you go by my office, I have the sheets in front of my window. You can periodically go back there and read what they wrote on there so that the church, I promised them that the church is going to fervently pray for them. But if the church don't see what they've written, what are you going to pray for? So all of us have a responsibility to go to my office, go to those sheets, pick out a few names, write them all down, take a picture, and pray for them for deliverance. These are some of the prayer requests. Rob, he wrote for a job. Samuel and Yvette, they're a couple, rough times, and they're homeless, and they're asking for a home. Franny, hard times. Sonia, a place to say. Danny, pray for all of us. Jaden, he's homeless. Andy, homeless. John John, addiction. Ken and Marlo, addiction. Our family issues. Lisa and Danielle, our addiction. Justice for the slain girls. There are girls that are prostituting, that are being murdered, probably as we speak. The news can't say this, but I can tell you, because I have a picture of one of them, that several weeks after we spoke with her, they showed me her picture. They killed her. Justice for the slain girls, that the slayer be caught and brought to justice. Amen. Pray for the loved one, my loved ones, to get clean from the disease of addiction. And I also pray that, that the man above continues to watch over me and my family. Jesenia and Walter, union, matrimony, and encounter with God. I pray for my boyfriend that's in the hospital. Not me, but the one that wrote that, guys. For the house to keep electric on. Please pray for me and my surgery. Johnson family, Charles Ramsey, 
Charles Ramsey is the grandson of a bishop. Robert Vasquez, D, get better and off drugs to be able to see my two daughters. I pray for, for somewhere to stay. Pray for my mom. God, please don't give up on me. You know my heart. Mike Thomas, please pray that I get my relationship back like it was when I served you. Eric, please pray for, me, for my recovery from this crazy addiction. Help save my life. Brian M., Vernon K., please pray for my mom and nephew. many years I played church. Gave an hour or two. And I was comfortable. I strayed away from what God was calling me to. Pastor Tom, I'm grateful to God for God using him. He said, come on, man. You got to do this. Find the corner. He said that to me one too many times. Little did I realize it wasn't Pastor Tom, it was the Lord using Pastor Tom. He allows recovery. We become faint and weary. 20 odd years we were doing this in our neighborhood, me and my wife. So somebody woke me up. Bible said two is better than one. So if one falls, the other can lift him up. I'm grateful to Pastor Tom because he lifted me up. Last week, this is why I cry. Dear young man that I attempted to help, young, handsome Latino man, his birthday would have been next month. His cousin sent me a text. Hey, his name, he's overdosing. I'm in Philly. I said, well, call the ambulance. There's nothing I can do right now. Before I got there, the next message he sent me was one word, folks. All he wrote was D-E-A-D. Last time I watched over that young man, was two police officers over his breathless body. This is why we need to pray. That there's a breakthrough. Society has looked at, looked down on these issues until it's crossed social economical boundary. It was not a problem until the rich start seeing their children die. Now it's a problem. Now it's an issue. Percocets has crossed boundaries. Now they want change, but we've been in the trenches long before, and people dying on a daily basis. Hey, pray that the Lord may say more, send more workers. The harvest is ready, church. It truly is. Several weeks ago, we we were in the street corner, and one young man said, pray for me. I need help. 
Right after that prayer, we took him to a rehabilitation center. And because of the laborers, his life will never be the same. A French daredevil acrobat, Charles Blondin, lived from 1824 to 1897, gained fame as the first person to walk across Niagara Falls on a tightrope. The amazing feat gained Blondin eternal recognition and helped make him a wealthy entertainer. This stunning feat made Charles Blondin famous in the summer of 1859. He walked 160 feet above the fall several times back and forth between Canada and the United States. As a huge crowd on both sides looked on, on with shock and awe. Once crossed in a sack, once in stilts, another time in a bicycle, and once even uh, carried a stove and cooked an omelet. On July 15, 1859, Blondin, Blondin walked backward across the tightrope to Canada and returned pushing a wheelbarrow. The Blondin story is told that it was after pushing a wheelbarrow across why blindfolded that Blondin asked for someone in the audience participation. They were at an awe. They seen this man carry a wheelbarrow to and from blindfolded. Everybody, ah, wow. They were at amazement. So he dared look in the crowd and say, now, who is daring enough to get into the wheelbarrow and I take them to and from? The awe and the wows and the oohs went into a silence. And it is said that a little fragile old lady who it is told in, 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 in some of my reading, it was his mother. She was daring enough to get into the barrel and to and from Canada to the United States she rode. But nothing is said about the audience that drew silent. It's spoken only about the woman that was daring enough to get into the weir barrel. This is a crowd standing, sitting before me. Are you daring enough to get in the wheelbarrow? Or will you draw silent? We're not asking you to get into a wheelbarrow. Asking wherever you're at, inner city may not be you. Bring the good news. Proclaim peace. Because in his eyes, your feet will be called beautiful. Isaiah 52 7. Bring good news. Proclaim peace. He who brings good tidings, who proclaims salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. 
their feet will be called beautiful. And the story will continue to resound as a symbol on a drum. What will be your legacy? What will be my legacy? What will be the last words that they say about us? What will be the pictures that will be put up on the screen about us? Once again, it needs not to be in a big way. Something or sometimes just handing somebody a track may be sufficient to transform someone's life forevermore. Let us pray. Thank you, Father. Thank you. We're lost without you. You are the breath of fresh air in our lives. We say thank you for allowing us to speak about some of the things that you've allowed us to participate participate in. We follow them, meaning in the inner city, our friends, as if we were following you. With a divine request, a divine intercession, that you go before us like the mountain of Zion. Father, that we may hear of testimonials that some have met you face to face. That they may come back and speak of the transformation in their lives to encourage us. And that others may draw close to us so that we may be able to continue to preach your gospel. I ask that you continue to reach our needs, our health, our strength our sanity, our finances, that our tables may never need, that from the overflow of blessings that you give us, we may be able to impart unto others. I'm humbled. I ask for the lists of men and women that have put petitions on those sheets, Father God, asking for divine intervention. I ask that you visit each and every one of them. Bless them. Reach their needs. We ask that you um, bless, Father God, our president of the United States, our leaders, our politicians, those that have the influence and power and monies to build housing and to build um, a mental health, um, um, mental health offices in the community, Father God. Just do an overall overall move in our inner city. Let's call it great, great again, Father God. You say in your word that if we humble ourselves, that you will heal our land and our city. We're humbled in your presence on this day. And most of all, we say thank you because it's about you, for you, for your glory and for your honor. Receive it all. We put it back on your hands. This I ask in the precious name.
our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.